Hello, everyone. This is Vincent Pacillo, host of the MSU WMA podcast. We have another amazing episode planned for you today. We recently had Brendan Wong. Brendan is the founder and CEO of Capnos, which is a company that aims to help people quit vaping. He is also a supply chain student at Michigan State University at the Broad College of Business. In today's conversation, we talked about his entrepreneurial journey, about how he founded Capnos, and so much more. So stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone, to the MSU WMA podcast. I'm here with Brendan Wong. Brendan, thank you so much for being on here. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. So, um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your journey and um, where you are today. Sure. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Brendan Wong. I'm currently an upcoming senior at Michigan State University uh, studying supply chain management, but I am also the founder and CEO of Capnos, where our mission is to prevent lung diseases and save lives. I uh, started my first business as a senior in high school after I found my sense of purpose, and that's to help other people live a happier, healthier life in a cleaner, greener planet. So that's my motto that I've always lived by. And uh, just throughout my college career as well, I've just tried to find ways that I can um, help others and contribute to that mission. So it's been a pretty exciting journey so far. Awesome. No, that's so cool. So um, where was the concept, like, where was the, co- the concept of Capnos? Where did that come from? And like, how did that come about? Mm-hmm. I started vaping as a freshman in high school. So it was an addiction that I battled with for five years myself. Um, when I, in my sophomore year here at MSU, I saw too many of my friends struggle with uh, their addictions as well. And it just pained me. Uh, it was unbearable to see how, um, you know, I was finally able to, to quit my freshman year um, just through different practices, but I just really wanted to help others out. And I knew that there was a gap because all the products on the market, like nicotine replacement therapies, surrounding gums, lozenges, patches, just aren't cutting it. And neither were any of the other behavioral products. So I knew that there was a missing link and that I would be the one to uh, go and find out what it was and create it to help solve and fix this problem. Awesome. So how did you figure out the concept? So explain a little bit like what the Capno Zero is, because for for people who don't know and like how you came up with the idea of like pretty much like flavoring air, right? Is that kind of like the the whole concept of it? So the Capno Zero is a flavored air pressurizer. Um, When you hit it, it hits like this. There's a valve that pops open, which allows for deeper breaths of air. So there's that full hit sensation, but there's no smoke nicotine nor charge it's stupid simple only air goes through the zero and then there's flavors like mint mango melon using natural extracts right in the caps which are replaceable and interchangeable the concept for the zero came when uh really i mean we we surveyed over a thousand vape users and discovered that for two out of every three people, the root causes linked to that behavioral addiction, mm. not so much the physiological addiction to nicotine. So it boiled down to, um, you know, what is a way that we can create that deep hit sensation, but in a way that is comparatively less harmful than um, what vapes are, um, you know, even in comparison to cigarettes. Right, right. No, that's super interesting. So how how is being a student at Michigan State kind of help you to grow as a student and as a CEO? 
being a student founder at MSU has been probably one of the best uh, timings of my life. So I first debuted Capnos at the uh, formerly known as MSU Startup Weekend. It's now called Two Day Venture. Um, so this uh, this was a program where we were able to create an idea, pitch it, and then develop a team, and then have a final pitch. So Capnos became a uh, we were we were uh, chosen as the people's choice, and I had this early prototype. Wow on camera so it's basically a plastic tube um this this cap has a much different hip but it it, it um it was very difficult to use but i had instant traction so here was having an idea that's given some instant validation very soon after that i had flown to Tampa in Florida, where I pitched at a national collegiate uh, pitch competition at the uh, Collegiate Entrepreneurs Organization and ended up becoming a finalist. So there were 80, 80 semifinalists out of, and out of six finalists, here I was with an idea in its absolute infancy with an early prototype, but people were starting to see our vision and seeing the potential that Capnos has, which has just, you know, it's grown exponentially from then. We, uh, we got to go to CES and debuted there wow. at the world's largest trade show. And that was just one of my favorite, most remarkable experiences. But beyond that, the Burgess Institute for Entrepreneurship has been uh, extremely helpful just through providing resources, whether that be through interns, whether that be funding, uh, connecting me with members of our alumni community in which four out of the five of our board members are MSG alumni. Wow. So yeah, it's been, it's been a, a great journey so far. I'm really glad that uh, I'm able to, to be, uh, call myself a proud Spartan along the way. That's so cool. No, I mean, I, I'm also um, minoring in entrepreneurship as well. And so I'm in contact with the Burgess Institute a lot and they're just fantastic in terms of like connecting you with, like you said, with the alumni and all the connections they have. So what do you consider to be success as an entrepreneur, like throughout your journey? Like, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So there's, there's different ways of looking at success and it, it differs for everyone, right? I think for me is I want to drive impact I want to build businesses that are positively impacting communities and have some sort of social aspect to them. And you know, we're we're on a mission to prevent lung diseases, and that's a, that's a big, hefty goal. So for me, success is seen to it that we're able to help people quit vaping and even quit smoking. So that that's our end goal here. Uh, it's going to be an arduous process to be able to use that for marketing purposes. Um, you know, with within like a regulatory area because we're we're trying to gain FDA clearance there. But anyway, that's that's for another. <laughs> um, personally, I see success as having a, a good sense of balance between work and enjoying one's own life. So I've made it a high priority for myself to to prioritize good health. So I, I actively work out. I cook food, you know, cook as healthy as I can and um, just spend time with the people I love. And if I'm able to do that, then I find that I can be happy to then create ways to help others be happy. <laughs> That's sweet. No. And so you kind of mentioned this point already. So would you consider Capnos to be under the form of like social entrepreneurship in terms of like who you're reaching out to? 
Totally, yeah. Okay. And we, we're also part of the Resolution Project, which is a global fellowship uh, that brings in social ventures uh, with grant funding and other um, resources to, to help these ventures grow. Awesome, very, very cool. So what is running a business like while being a full-time student, like in college? Like, tell us a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. So um, funny enough, I mean, I actually lowered my credits to become part-time. So I have more time for Capnos, but yeah, just this past year alone, um, I was also the director of external relations in the supply chain management association. So, so here I am. Uh, planning volunteering events and uh, creating new programs within the SCMA and running CAPNOS, um, you know, tending to my loved ones, you know, spending time with my partner. And it's, it's been interesting. Um, you know, it's definitely had its highs and its lows, but, um, you know, I, I enjoy having a, a busier workload, I suppose. Like, I, I'm not one to just I can't sit still for too long. So I, I just enjoy being able to, you know, bounce from one thing to another and to do the things I love. I, I definitely relate to that when it comes to like, just not being able to sit still and like having to do something. So I totally relate to that. Um, what like, um, what is something that you wish someone would have told you before like you started the business? Mm. So something uh, that has rung very true for me is to just not be afraid to fail and to really embrace it. Cause that's, that's, you know, <laughs> building a product is hard. You know, <laughs> I'll, I'll show on screen here. We have, you know, first prototype. Then we had our second gen. It was a uh, 3d printed version. Did yep. it work? Um, then we, <laughs> we thought we nailed it and we created this aluminum version of the captive zero that didn't work. So then it was just constant refinement, creating new 3D prints and just refining the design to what we have uh, today. And it's just been, it's been a remarkable journey. Um, and you know, I, I, think, I think had someone told me to just enjoy the process and to not get so hung up um, over, over it, you know, over the failures and to, to not try to compare myself, then I think it could have made things easier, but I'm glad that I've had the, uh, <laughs> the way things worked out the way they did. That's yeah. No, that's so cool. So to tell us, so for, 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 for me, like, I don't really, I'm not really familiar with how the design process works. Cause like, so for those who weren't looking on screen, Brendan just showed what was a four different prototypes of the product before getting to the final design. Um, so tell us a little bit about like what that looks like, 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 who are you talking to? Like, what, what designs do you draw up and like, what do you decide what to fix and what, yeah. Right, so engineering, so mind you, the Captain Zero is a relatively simple device. It doesn't have very many moving parts, right. but uh, many, you know, it's, it's one thing designing for manufacturing at scale versus creating you know, whatever your, your, your mind can imagine through 3D printing. Right. Um, this was something I've always had to keep in mind. So from the very beginning, uh, we found our manufacturer while attending CES and we, we collaborated throughout the R&D process. So much of it was understanding or throughout the design process, it's really key to understand um, what the end goal is. Right. You know, what is what are the desired functionalities that your product um, aims to achieve? How do you mix in ergonomics with it? 
if you dive in deeper, um, what are the materials that you have to select, right? Um, what are the machines that you'd have to create to assemble this at scale? Right. Um, what are the potential failure modes? So these are all the, the, the things from the beginning that I've had to be considerate of. And so just throughout time, we just continually refine it. And that's the biggest thing that I've learned. One of my mentors uh, from the previous year's 2020 Bridges New Venture Challenge uh, was a great, great help throughout the process. Um, former engineer at Apple uh, working on the iPad. And he told me that, you know, some, some days, some days just getting a cord to be untangled uh, and making it straight should be considered a big su success. Wow. So knowing that, that it's, it can be a slow and arduous, but painful process that every little step counts and that, um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll get it eventually, but that's just part of the process. <laughs> you know, that's, that's interesting because my immediate reaction to when you did that on the screen. So for those who weren't watching, Brennan like took the cord and showed how it doesn't like tangle. Like little things like that we take for granted, but like, like the little steps count and the little steps do a lot of stuff. So that's awesome. Um, what, so tell us a little bit about, like you mentioned this before, but like, where'd you learn that the concept of failure is something that can help you to grow versus like just all oh, failure sucks. You know what I mean? And so I started my first business, uh, Boca Bands, which I'll show on camera. It's, I'm wearing it. I'm going to take the other one off. So uh, it is a bracelet. I created a bracelet that has two pockets, one for your long-term and the other for your short-term goal. That way you're always able to see where you want to take yourself and how to get yourself there. Sweet. And uh, throughout this process, I had to, to reiterate multiple times and it gave me that firsthand exposure to, to what it was like creating a product. Um, even still too, I, for me, it's always a quite, uh, I would keep asking myself, what is my why? Now, the biggest thing with developing that grit and resilience is knowing why you're doing what you're doing. Right. Now, if I was just trying to create a product for the sake of it, just for the sake of having a business, then I don't think that I could have stayed in business, mm. right? Because for yeah. me, it, it, it bec has become the desire to help others and that I would do whatever it takes, uh, no matter the failures, no matter how hard it is, no matter the... I'll get negative comments toward others or people will say, you know, this is dumb. And I'm right. like, I don't care. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> see where time takes us. Yeah, exactly. So where, where do you think that your entrepreneurial kind of sense of being came from? Cause you're a serial entrepreneur, like you've mentioned. So like, like is something that you just grew up with or something that you always had or like, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. So, um, <laughs> growing up my parents always advocated for me to become an engineer mm. um, granted they, they're both engineers immigrated from from china they grew up very poor and so they saw that as being a, a stable job to you know give us a stable life um that never really sat well with me because i've always found that i've just done things differently mm. um from others and and i throughout high school thought I wanted to become a psychologist or a psychiatrist, frankly, just because I love learning about other people and uh, finding ways that I can, can help. Though I wanted to do things at scale. So, so I started reading voraciously uh, from a junior in, 
as a junior in high school and just about different topics of business and working right. with people. And then it, it just dawned on me that, uh, you know, to create this level of scale, then I want to be someone who leads others, who can innovate and find ways to improve upon um, big issues that haven't been done previously. So that, that kind of just put me in the spot to, to learn, learn on the fly. And I didn't have any entrepreneurial um, fam I don't you know haven't had family members that kind of taught me a lot of it was really just self-taught and mm. and just a, a desire to reach out and learn from others who who are entrepreneurs and learn from them and you know ask these sort of questions so that I can become a better one myself that's so that's so cool and we'll get to that uh topic of reading soon because I do want to get into that but um what are some of the businesses that you've like looked up to or the businesses that you've admired that you want that you aspired the cabinets to look like someday um you know i i don't really think that we have a particular aspiration for capitalists to be like any other company frankly mm -hmm. is that um you know sure there's there's an understanding the competitive market and you know it fall, really just falls into our brand right brand identity is everything especially in nowadays and what we're trying to do as Capnos is to really cultivate a, a, a brand that stands for our mission, um, not, not so much for, for um, profits, but rather just how can we get this to be an affordable and accessible solution to, to people, you know, college students across the nation or right. to um, communities outside of the U.S. and and really help make a difference while also tying in elements of a service toward education. So, you know, it really boils down to how, how we're gonna do that, but I've definitely found right. a lots of inspiration from, from others in the social venture space and how their models work and, and function. Interesting, okay. So, so yeah, let me go back and rephrase that question. So we talked about like what Capnos inspires to, or aspires to be or versus like what, like, or just doing your own thing. So what companies do you look up to? Uh, so funny enough, um, as a Broads student for the longest time, you know, freshman, sophomore year, I really wanted to <laughs> to be one of those students who went to Microsoft or Apple or <laughs> right. got one of those big tech jobs. And I thought that's, you know, I, I thought it would bring me a sense of self notoriety, like, oh, wow, right. it's like, you guys like the holy grail here that you get these selective jobs. And so, um, you know, for a while, that's really what I wanted, but I realized that really wasn't what I wanted. I mm. sort of was seeking this, this social acceptance to be, to be seen a particular way, but then I realized <laughs> that doesn't matter at all. Right. And, um, for me, it's just being able to have that sense of autonomy to, uh, you know, really, really create, um, bring my vision to uh, a tangible uh, process uh, with, you know, people working toward it and utilizing teamwork. So, you know, I, I don't know if there are any particular companies I've just like said, oh yeah, I want to be just like them or anything of that nature. But, you know, that's kind of uh, sort of where it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's really cool. So what would you say, and we kind of touched on this before, but what would you say is the key to entrepreneurship based on your journey and based on your experiences? Um, so I've got my cat on my lap here. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. Yeah. Um, so the key to entrepreneurship, you know, I think 
this is this is a, a, a it can be a very loaded question because it's important to examine entrepreneurial privilege. Mm. You know, I'm very fortunate to have been uh, granted different various scholarships and um, uh, financial aids to help me not have to worry about, you know, working part-time, full-time, right? <laughs> um, just to pay bills and rent and such. So um, inherently because of that, I, I have more free time. And I recognize this is different for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's different situations that can make it arguably more difficult and many more barriers to entry into getting into entrepreneurship. But um, if we're speaking just generally for entrepreneurship without regard to to those situations, then um, I'd say that the, the key and most important thing is the why. Interesting. I hear all too often um, people like, oh, I want to start a business. Well, why? You know, oh, I just want either I just want to be a business owner or I just want to make money or I just want to, you know, have some just to just to call themselves a business owner. And then uh, I'm like, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I wish you luck with that. <laughs> right, right. It ends up failing because, um, you know, you'll realize that it, you know, entrepreneurship is difficult. It's, it's tough. You get lots of rejections, you get lots of failures and it's not as um, glorious as I think we make it out to be because yeah. long hours. And then what happens is that people will end up, you know, just burning out or realizing that they were in it for the wrong reasons. So that is something that I, I urge anybody Uh, venturing into entrepreneurship is mindful of is is the why awesome very very cool so so going back to oh here's one more question before we get to the to the podcast about question how do you handle doubt sure i mean there there's many times where i doubt my capability right i mean it's easy for us to compare ourselves to others to think oh man if you know that person's doing these things and they're younger than I am or why can't I do that or oh man I'm just not good enough for that right and and then I just remind myself you know what I I have certain strengths that I am aware of Um, I have certain weaknesses that I'm aware of and in those moments I just try to find someone I can learn from so whether it's someone or a source on the internet whether it's a book um you know take for instance like uh, raising capital funds like i'm reading this book venture deals brad fell jason middleton um <laughs> just to better better understand you know financial negotiations and terms and and all that for for that part but i when in doubt i do my best to try and educate myself so that way i can be less doubtful <laughs> cool awesome so so going off the book actually this is a great um great segue so what podcasts are you listening to what books are you reading what books have you read and like what are your what were your favorites out of that mm-hmm. so um the the podcast i listen to most has been the school of greatness by lewis house it's a very very good one um oh, look at this i can just pull my spotify yeah so um, i was sorry so i've got lewis house school of greatness um on purpose with jay shetty how I built this with Guy Raz. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. That is a great um, one. Yeah, yeah. Hidden Brain, um, TED Radio Hour, and also we have our Hatchcast 
right here at MSU. So <laughs> those are those are some some good podcasts that I would recommend, surely. For sure, for sure. What what about books? So you mentioned like that that one book and any others that you've read or anything like that? Mm-hmm. Um, so The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg is one I, I think is super important because that's actually what set off the entire uh, premise for Capnos was that I, I myself was changing my behavioral habits and better understanding that to then create a product that, that uh, is working to, to help others with that. Uh, other books, uh, I would say, you know, other than the, the, the big, like well-known ones, like uh, Stephen, Stephen Covey, is, I think that's his last name. <laughs> uh, Habits for Highly Effective People. Um, that's a really good read. Um, different books with Tim Ferriss. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I just recently read Zero to One by Peter Thiel. Um, I don't know. I just try to read as much as I can, really, from a vast variety. And they kind of just look at titles that are popular in the business world and self-development right. and kind of go from there. Right. So it doesn't um, – Tim Ferriss is a podcast too, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, so, yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty cool. I think I've listened to his podcast a couple of times. I can't remember it off the top of my head. But um, so, yeah, I always like to end these podcasts with um, just general advice – from from the guests so anything that you have to say anything that that you've learned like about anything that that uh, yeah any advice you have for anyone hmm. um so I'll, I'll break it down to three so the the first one is to to um just take it easy on yourself i, I think too often we're, we're trying to race in life um and comparing ourselves to always be better but i i found that um with being able to accept things, but also having a desire to improve is really important, but don't, don't stress yourself over it too much. Um, two is to, uh, you know, really prioritize um, self-care. Mm. So that's taking care of one's own mental health, physical health, spiritual health. Uh, it's super important. Right, because I, I find that we can function better when these aspects are accounted for. Right. And that um, we have a, a, a little more love in our hearts <laughs> yeah. to, to give out word, which brings me to my last part, and that's just to, to be kind. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think um, showing compassion goes a long way, whether right. it's small acts of kindness to, to larger acts. So, you know, if ever um, find ways to, to give back, then please do and, and try your best not to. Uh, hurt other people <laughs> absolutely absolutely so for anyone who is more interested in brendan's product um when will it be available the cabinet uh, so, yeah we're we're working on our final uh, manufacturing revisions so sometime toward this summer is when you can expect to find it uh, we've already got pre-orders on our website at mycapnos.com we'll be on amazon as well and then just within east lansing we'll be in jonah's at the 7-elevens and hannah's market very very cool so we will link those in the show notes and brendan thank you so much for being on here this was such a pleasure absolutely thanks so much if you liked what you just heard please like comment and share MSU WMA or Michigan State University Wealth Management Association is a student organization part of the Eli Broad College of Business located in East Lansing, Michigan. 
Our mission is to inspire and educate the next generation of financial planners. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please check out our channel on all platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcast. And check out our social media at MSUWMA and MSUWMA.com.